them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Today we got quite a bit of topics to talk about. It is a lot going on. Unfortunately, we got a lot of leaks happening lately, and um, Insomniac got probably one of the biggest ones. So we're going to deep dive into some of the stuff that's coming out of that. Um, and we're going to talk about that um, at the top of the hour. But before we get started, per usual, um, Jalen, Josh, tell the people how you've been, what you've been up to, what you've been doing, how's life going. Tell them about your dreams, your future plans, and what games you're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to the people. Oh, you know, I'm I'm about to uh, start hitting the gym, start getting my acting okay, reels okay. ready. New Year's um, resolutions. Okay, okay. I'm I'm trying to get cast in a in a new open role <laughs> in a superhero movie. Uh, I'll let y'all know. You gotta walk up. You gotta. I can't say too much, you know, because you know uh, they might be with the uh, the band hammer if I leak some <laughs> some details. But uh, oh, you know, say look out for new black superheroes, you know. <laughs> it's gonna be the Josh Dynasty. It's gonna be a bit the Josh Dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a, uh, I got I got the skills. I can do it. But anyway, you gotta put I, it all together. <laughs> It's been a, a decent week. Um, it's, you know, the weather been fluctuating here in Japan. Like, it, it sometimes it's, you know, decent weather. You can go outside without a jacket, and then the next day it's, like, freezing. So mm-hmm. just trying to, uh, you know, keep up with the weather. Had to bring out our winter uh, comforters, although those things be hitting on the cold, cold nights. Um, and then I've just been playing Call of Duty mostly. There were a couple games that I tried to, like, get, get into but they didn't work out like i tried to mm-hmm. play this game called um pokey pokey mmo like pokemon mmo but it, it i thought it was a game i could just boot up but it, there's sort of a setup to it because basically what it does it takes all the 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 old pokemon games and turns them into an online space so you you'll be in the pokemon world but it'd be other people walking around and stuff like that. So oh. I, I thought it'd be cool that way. I I'm I can play what I'm familiar with. I can go I can go to Johto. I can go to Kanto. I can go to Unova. But it has like an online element, and like different things going on. So I might enjoy that a little more because uh, I I like Pokemon, but uh, especially the older ones. But I feel like if I go back to it, I I've done it all. I don't have anything else to do. So if I can set that up, I'll play it. Um, but there's a bit of a setup because you get you need like files from the actual Pokemon games. Uh, gotcha. That being said, the game I've mostly been playing when I when I have time because I've been busy a lot is Call of Duty. Of course, um, I finished the campaign. It was, I mean, it it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good, and like the ending was like ended on like a, a pretty wasted cliffhanger because uh, we don't do a sequel like modern warfare 4 like we don't need <laughs> we don't need a modern warfare 4 you should just did the the story um and it, and it's not even like comparing it to like the old one where the old one is like much better it's just like if you're gonna remake it 
and you're not going to do any of the interesting stuff from the old one, you should at least bring some new interesting stuff to the table. But they didn't even do that. So uh, it's whatever. I finished the campaign. It was like actually pretty quick, like three hours. I don't mind the length being short, but uh, hmm. yeah, when, once you take out the cutscenes, you, you kind of just like blow through that game. Uh, and then finally, um, no, actually, I think that was the last thing I was playing. Uh, playing the multiplayer, you know, just leveling up. I'm still enjoying it. They got a lot of different playlists uh, that seem pretty good, and I like um, all the new content. <laughs> I haven't mm-hmm. played any of the Christmas stuff. They kind of like doing some Christmas stuff this week, but we'll see. Uh, I touched Overwatch like a tiny bit, but not really enough to like form an opinion on like the new character or season. But y'all probably can talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I think we. That's it for my week. Okay. Yeah, he's a uh, he's interesting. Um, but what about you? Uh, <clears throat> what about you, Jalen? What you been up to? Uh, dude, I really been play or doing a whole whole lot. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just been chilling. Um, I was I had did something with my brother on like Friday. I went to that little like private event thing. I had told y'all about that night, but um, other than that, I had went to my boy house warm and I slipped running outside and busted my lip. Um. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that boy jacked up, dog. Scabby, oh. so not just why, but yeah, no, that mode was effed up, though. Um, but other than that, I mean, not a whole lot going on. Excited for this weekend. I get to go celebrate the holidays with my uh, family members. Got a little secret Santa thing going on. We ain't never did something like that, so that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, games I've been playing. I mean, I've been playing Overwatch. I've been running a couple games, uh, even by myself because I can't uh, catch Josh and Deontay. But it's cool though; they got family and a job and stuff like that. So, um, so a little bit of Overwatch. Um, big dog on there, my Uga, whatever he is, he be Uga Booga in that mug. I can't kill him. Like he just. He's just hard to kill, man. Um, he got a lot of health and stuff like that, and then defense and things like that. Um, other than that, the other game I've been playing has been like hyper light. Uh, I probably try to beat that this week, so I had some time on the play, you know, played a little bit more too. So, but I mean, that's really about it, though. Not a whole whole lot for real, for real. I need to see that Pokemon MMO though, because the dude I'd be watching streaming Pokemon or whatever, he'd be uh. He people keep coming in this comment section talking about you need to play Pokemon MMO. So, yeah, I don't know how how it is compared to like the other like ROMs and Pokemon games, but um, at least Pokemon MMO has four regions and they're all connected in the same like game. So I thought that was uh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, I need to. I'm about to look it up. Okay. Well, um I mean I've I've been playing a few things. Like I said, we've been playing Overwatch, but I've been trying to get into Baldur's Gate three. Um and that's interesting t- stories about that one. But I've been playing that. I've been playing um Dead Space, the remake. Um kind of getting started on that. Um I'm supposed to be playing games. Yeah, I'm supposed <laughs> to be playing um Supposed to be finishing Guardians of the Galaxy, but honestly, 
eh, not that interesting. We <laughs> got to like 60% done. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't, I thought it'd be better, but, um, it's probably cause I've been piecing it out honestly. And I haven't had a chance to just play it all the way through, but I, the story just is losing me. It's not really given what I thought it was going to give. So, um, I got a few games. I still want to be, I'm still going to beat it. Um, it's just not that intriguing to me at this point. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I bought my Xbox Series X again, which, as you all stated, so I was able to sell my old Series S um, uh, online, even after the $135 price error that Walmart did, where they was just dropping them things off like hotcakes. I was like, man, it's my tank in my sales. They finally still saw. <laughs> I was like, cool, cool. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it, it's it, that was a really good deal. Not 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 many people got it, um, but there has been a lot of heavy deals on the Xbox Series X and the Series S. The cheapest I've seen it now is three hundred and forty dollars. No game. I was able to get the three fifty Diablo bundle. Um, so I'm happy with it. I still want to play Diablo too. So I got a bunch of games now that I just got stocked piled on, and I'm just ready to just jump into a lot of it over this course of the next two weeks because I got some time off. So I'm going to be playing a lot. Um, but outside of that, family's been doing great. Um, kids is getting, we're getting real, re getting ready for the holidays and getting all the gifts and everything. I got to set up everything. I'm probably going to need to set it up Friday or Thursday got to start breaking down this stuff and, and building it because obviously they too small to be putting it together on the on the on um, the christmas day because ain't, ain't nobody waiting for that so i'm gonna take them apart put it to all the stuff together and um have it ready for them on the day so i'm probably gonna take some time to do that but overall yeah i mean they're gonna have a good christmas i'm having a decent time get some time off uh playing some games and enjoy myself with the holidays with the family. Got some people coming up. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Good time for sure. Um, But outside of that, yeah, I ain't been doing nothing. I can talk about Overwatch. But I think we're going to say that to the end. Just to talk about some of the changes and stuff that's happening. Um, But right now, we got to get into the big, crazy, insane. I'm talking insane, insane updates about this insomniac leak it's kind of wild it is in in all types of you know it's just i never thought that i i guess i did i the the one thing that really shocked me the most is how much they don't make i was i always thought that they had a really good handle on cost and the amount but for these games to be making the amount of money that they're making now and previously how much they sold because from my i thought spider-man one sold well um but there were some numbers that came out and basically they were showing that like 50 percent of the people that played the game bought it reused because there was not a 
a buy-through rate. They were not buying it, you know, new. And then they had to remaster, and then they had to bundle with uh, Miles Morales and the Spider-Man remastered. Um, it's just a lot that I just didn't know about how they kind of go about it. But what it told me was is that the model that they have, the actual exclusive model for Marvel, the only people that benefit from that truly is Marvel right now. I mean, I, I can say that, yeah, the recognition, you want to buy a play Spider-Man, buy a PlayStation, and they may be making all that money back up on sales from the console sales, but from my understanding, they was already making a loss on the console sales, and that's probably what cause them to raise the price right they didn't actually lower it for the slim they 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 made it cost they, they did some cost reductions on the production end on how to produce it and then they still raised the price so that tells me <laughs> a lot of their profit is now they're trying to pull some of that back because their actual heart their software sales aren't doing so well and with the somniacs kind of showing that information or at least not showing it but getting it leaked it kind of confirmed it um i didn't think they were hurting this bad but from this from this viewpoint i mean and i like i said i don't know if none of this stuff is true i know it's leaked and i know that they um you know sony ain't came on and confirmed nothing so We'll take it out for what you will. But what I from from what we, people are saying, research online, this is coming directly from the hack. And um at least the um the stuff that's coming out makes sense of what what they're doing. They're obviously want that PC market. They're literally getting those games to come out sooner than later. Um Ratchet and Clank rift apart probably more than the others because they actually lost it showed that they had a loss of eight million. That's why I probably skipped over a lot of the other games because they weren't really selling that game well. So they needed to figure out another platform to make more money. Um, but there was so much more. Um, and I don't want to keep talking throughout the entirety of this segment. So Insomniac Games, Josh, outside of the stuff I talked about, did you hear anything? Did you see anything? What are your um thoughts on it i'll let you kind of just um start over if you want introduce it again if you want i don't know whatever you want to kind of throw in there but this insomniac craziness so with insomniac it is surprising with like those sales numbers but i guess it makes sense when it comes to like exclusives because sony was doing like piece of ps5 only for a lot of games Mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of games like horizon and stuff were cross-platform because the Spider-Man, uh, like Spider-Man Two, where it's only on um, PS Five, mm-hmm. even though the system is popular and people there are people that have it, it's still a much smaller um, user base than what you had on the PS Four. And with Sony, like they're continuously pushing like technology and graphics and stuff, and that's expensive, and it it only gets more expensive every year. They hire mm-hmm. more and more employees. So it's like their their investment uh, costs are always rising, but the money that they're making from it is not growing as fast, uh, especially if you only stick it to one console. So them branching out, I think, is necessary uh, for everybody because it's just so much money to be made on PC and stuff. Um, 
and the sooner the better because i think that xbox has realized that having multiple avenues for revenue is good instead of just having the one because when the one doesn't work out now what you gonna do uh yeah. so yeah that being said with with the actual content of the leak uh yeah i saw the games um uh they got wolverine coming they already announced that as their next game they had a couple new ips later like uh 20 2030 ish um mm-hmm. we got a, they got a couple brand new original ips or something like that coming uh but as far as the bulk of their workflow over the next 10 years is all marvel it's spider-man 3 it's x uh wolverine it's x-men game and then it's a, a sequel to the x-men game over the next you know 10 years or so and i think it's it's good and bad i think insomniac is good and if anybody deserves or like has earned like the space to make those games it is them because they've they've consistently made like fun games especially superhero games uh that are i see worth the axing price um but at the same time i'm worried because now that they're stuck in this 3d um action superhero field and i think that they're they kind of deserve a little more than that um so that means that i don't think uh, wolverine or anything is gonna be bad but Hmm. it's gonna start to feel like the insomniac formula uh if for every game it's just you know you got different powers but we're still in the insomniac formula so i'm worried about that um the second thing i worry about is the X-Men um, because I like the X-Men and I think that Insomniac can make a good a good game. But with the Marvel exclusive licenses, I don't like... Well, I don't know exactly the details of the deal. But I feel like the things like the Avengers or the X-Men or all these popular Marvel characters are probably better suited to not being just exclusive to one company on one platform mm-hmm. and, you know these should be multiple multi-platform games you know let other studios work on them too like you know give give the ip to to respawn see what they can do with the x-men game or something like that like i don't want it just to be locked to one company like this because if you look at spider-man now you know even though insomniac has made good games i, I honestly would prefer instead of Insomniac making three Spider-Man games in t- in one console generation. Let Insomniac make one or or two, and then let somebody else make a Spider-Man game who has a different take on it. So that way we don't have the same formulaic superhero games. So that's just my view on the whole thing. I don't think any of this is like Insomniac's fault, um, but it is sort of a a, a bad deal. In their situation, they're not going to make a whole lot of money off these games. It's just going to be pushing uh, PS5 exclusivity. Um, and I think Insomniac, it kind of deserves better than, than that. Gotcha. And um, I, feel this, I feel a lot of the same sentiment. I just think that I don't know <laughs> how... Um, I mean, obviously, I don't want to judge their, you know, their, their pre-alpha footage. Uh, I don't know how well or interesting it'd be. I think over spurts, like over time, you can get comfortable with playing a similar type of game. 
same type of formula but different like characters and like different storytelling and things like that um but um when i saw that that gameplay and i saw what it was going to look like it did put a it did put a bad taste in my mouth i don't i'm not gonna i'm reserving judgment but i think insomniac is a lot more capable company than as you stated just turning and burning marvel for the next five to I mean 10 years um and i'm not saying that they're going to be bad games i don't want to say that i just i just know that spider-man 2 was more of spider-man 1 you know, regardless of how good the story was it's just more of the same and the time gap the time between it didn't help me like get ready to play it again like it just yeah. wasn't it wasn't it wasn't enough so me seeing this gameplay it told me that yeah they're in a space now where this formula works so they're going to just keep passing over stuff and they don't want to shop it to get like a unique spin on this character they just want them to do the same mm -hmm. thing they did with spider-man and that's concerning because that's not something i was supposed to be privy to and i think that um now that we are it could definitely hurt them as a studio even though they probably would have been able capable of bringing out some quality work over the in the coming years like this is just pre-alpha stuff like nobody knows truly how that story is going to be provided to you we all know it's going to be single player focus we all know that it's going to be dynamic and it's going to have this large open world or something like that and we know that they're going to be able to play in it and it's going to be fun in that way but um when you get when you come right off of Spider-Man 2 and you're feeling like, oh, that's too samey as Spider-Man 1, but am I going to play another character in that same type of formula? It's kind of like the same thing with like Assassin's Creed game. Like, yeah, you got to play with a different city, but it's the same thing. <laughs> you don't want it to feel that way. You don't want them to become the Ubisoft of the Marvel, you know? I want them to span out and like give these games to people. That's why I was so excited about Blade because I think that they're going to bring a fresh take to Blade. It's not going to just feel like someone like, like, you know, Insomniac made it. So, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because I wasn't supposed to be privy to this stuff. I wasn't supposed to see it. I wasn't supposed to be known about it. And now that I feel like I know about it. I can't ignore it. Um, but at the same time, they weren't really getting my money anyway. I love Insomniac, but I love their for their unique stuff. I played, I bought Ripped Apart, I bought Ratchet and Clank, I bought Sunset Overdrive, and I bought the original Spider Man. But I'm not interested in Spider Man 2 because I just felt like it was just more of the same. So I feel like now they're going to be pigeonholed because they've had success and their original IPs didn't. How you feel about, um, Ratchet and Clank, Jalen, they lost eight million, man. Well, do you think that they're not getting the support they need from their fans? I thought you bought it. I don't know if you bought it. Did you buy it for the seven? Yeah. Hey, it's not. That's not over with. <laughs> um, I ain't playing Sony dollars for that game, bro. Um, especially when they got microtransaction, but that's a whole nother rant. They all got them um, in that game. I mean, but that's not a game where I feel like. This will cost seventy dollars. Um, I think the quality and stuff that they put into the game that was probably like the best PS5 game that I played. Granted, I haven't played that many of them, but just with the 
how the controller worked with the guns, the graphics, the cinematics and all that type of stuff. I felt like, I mean, that, that was, a, that was, I feel like the game deserved his rating and stuff like that. Obviously, it's still a single-player game. It got its limitations. I mean, it's Ratchet and Clank. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If you play Ratchet and Clank games, you kind of know some of the formula. I played most of the games, I think. I think the only one I didn't beat was up your arsenal. But um, you said they lost $8 million or whatever. Uh, I mm-hmm. think, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, before you had mentioned some of it. I was like, well, I mean, Rift Apart came up when nobody could get their hands on a PS5. So with that game being a PS5 exclusive, people can't get their hands on it. Then we talking about, you know, this is the next, this was the first time games started costing $70, right? Um, you got to take in consideration that people got to get adjusted to that too. Like, dang, I got to pay $70 to play Ration and Clank, bro. Um, I barely didn't get a PS5. So, I mean, you already cut off the fan base right there. Like, I mean, they're not going to make their money. Of course, I don't know what that $8 million loss, um, you know, is that over time? Is that on launch? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how much time elapsed or whatever. They probably still ain't get all their money and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's steep. <laughs> yeah. But I think the game was deserving. I think the game was a really good game, honestly, though. I don't think I'm actually surprised you said that game lost money because of how good of a game it was, but and how well it received it was. But I mean, I guess it's cool to be well received. You just can't get a hold of the game. But let me go get the 75 75 hour game. I ain't got the game the, the console to play it on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um it it, it just it does feel like they, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think I'm more worried about them, um, losing their creative creativity because of this. You know, like they're not gonna be able to be creative in that way in that space no more to make new things. Like, at least Sunset Overdrive made profit. You know, Ratchet and Clank didn't make anything. Um, it lost. But I mean, they. I don't I don't think it's I I personally I don't feel like I don't know how the studio is, you know, how many people they coming in, leaving, all those sorts of things. I don't think that based on what Ratchet and Clank did and what Sunset Overdrive did, they should be losing or they should lose their creative standpoint because of how Ratchet and Clank did. We gotta keep in mind that the game came on in the midst of a pandemic too. So um there's a lot of other external factors that I think that comes into place with that. Um, I'm sure the game was being developed over time. We knew the PS5 was going to come out and damn, bam, a pandemic hit. So, you know, taking those things into consideration, I think that that shouldn't diminish their creative standpoint, especially when they had success over all these years and been around for a long time. Um, like you said, the pigeonhole with the Marvel stuff, I'm not a fan of like superheroes like DC, Marvel and all that type of stuff. Um, are they a little tired to me? Um, but I understand people do love them. I don't think they should be pigeonholed and just be doing those things only. Hopefully that timeline isn't just the only games that they'd be making because, you know, I don't really buy a lot of games. I do bang with Insomniac, though, I will say that. But um, despite me not buying Spider-Man, I just, like I said, I have that. Re- I don't really care for, yeah, like, Marvel stuff forever. No. Yeah, it don't appeal to me. So, I mean, I did play Sunset Overdrive, and I remember when Sunset Overdrive first came out, I was like, dang, that's the Xbox exclusive. I'm not getting another one of those. But, uh, but when it came to Game Pass, I did play a little bit of it though. Um, but yeah, I don't. But like you were saying, I, I don't think it should diminish any of their creativity and stuff like that. I think they're probably just going for a safer bet and 
making his Marvel stuff or whatever. But hopefully they got some stuff in that that wasn't showing that with a week or that timeline and stuff like that, because that'd be weak. Weak as hell. Yeah, I think their timeline is 2023 Spider-Man 2. They got 2025. They're not coming out with nothing in 2024. 2025, they should have Venom, the standalone game. Well, then it's supposed to be Wolverine in 2026, Spider-Man 3 in 2028, Ratchet & Clank late 2029, then the X-Men game in 2030, and then it's supposed to be some new IPs. So, this is the Marvel show for a long time. Obviously, Ratchet & Clank being in there tells me that, yeah, they could probably toss one of those in after all these Marvel ones are finished, but it's, it just tells me that they're going to be a studio for Marvel for a while. And that's okay if the games are great and they're fun and they're enjoyable, but it, it just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a necessary evil because it's keeping lights on for them. Basically like PlayStation wouldn't have nothing right now if they didn't have Spider-Man two uh, this year. And I know these games are large and huge and um and things like that, but it just it just shows that um it just shows me that their creative their creative has kind of went out the window. And that's and 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 it's I don't know when it's gonna come back. That's all I'm saying. Like this Merle map gave me it, it just disappointed me because I was like I really wanted them to do something like unique um and and i think it's really like i said i wasn't supposed to be privy to this information and now that i see wolverine it gives me no hope that um that they're going to make that game special and unique in any way i think it's going to be very similar to what we got with spider-man so um but i don't want to judge it yeah yeah i'm not gonna judge the gameplay it's early like i didn't think it looked bad but it, it does bring up the worries of the Insomniac formula, like you said. They they're in danger of becoming like a Ubisoft type game company that have to stick to the formula because looking at that timeline, they don't have time to like experiment. Oh, uh, well, we gonna make a you know a Hawk game, and we, it's gonna be completely different than anything we ever made. We're like, nope, you don't really got time for that. Just put Hulk in New York and let him run around, <laughs> like. <laughs> That that's the time that they got. Like especially AAA games, we know that they take like five, six, seven years to make. Now, if y'all got a new Marvel game every four years or so, they got they got to share some DNA. Um, and it's just you know, I I like I said, I think Insomniac they've been around uh, probably before the PS2, but like, they they've been putting out good work since the PS2, and I think that they deserve better as far as much as they've done like to be be sony's like one of their flagships they're like literally one of yeah, the flagships they're, they're flagship companies. yeah but not but now they're just disney's um they're disney's like they're a disney factory <laughs> they're a disney factory you know it's like the ovo swept shop it just feels like mm, i don't like it but um it's not like they're not gonna put out good music I mean, you know that during the ovo sweatshop days it was great music from Drake, but it still felt bad because the creative is just not there. So, um, and I, and I, and I feel like I'm judging it too harshly, but 
let's talk about some of these terms, right? And like I said, take everything with a grain of salt because I'm going based off of Twitter. <laughs> and you don't trust everything on Twitter. But um, they're obviously the licensing of terms for X-Men is that it's going to be on PlayStation and PC. Uh, their commitments is that they're going to be providing 621 million. Um, and they have 120 million development commitment for each required title. Another 120 million in the aggregate for the provisional fourth title. 30 million for marketing commitment for each required title. 9 million recoupable advance for each required title. Release they all games by 2035, sales games through 2038. Between now and December 31st, 2035, Marvel cannot release or announce any X-Men games on consoles, PC streaming, or use an X-Men character as a competitive advantage in the game. Uh, X-Men characters can appear in multi-family Marvel games, just Guardians of the Galaxy, etc. And Marvel retains rights to children games and certain X-Men games from the 1990s, but they cannot release or announce these within 45 days before or after the release of announce of any of our X-Men games. Digital games. This is the Marvel royalties. Digital games, nine to eighteen percent of net sales. Physical games, nineteen to twenty-six percent of net sales. I don't know why their cut is less. I mean, obviously the cut is less because um, digital games you you keep it. It's not like they can't give it back. DLC, nineteen to twenty-six percent of net sales. Hardware bundles. 35 to 50 percent of wholesale bundle price calculate as follows number of unit x wholesale bundle price times applicable royalty rate for bundle times applicable royalty rate for game um termination neither party has the right to terminate the agreement for convenience however if we do not sell through at least six million units on ps5 or pc combined of one of the three major titles in the first year after its PlayStation console release, either party may terminate the agreement. If we terminate, we must pay Marvel a $9 million breakup fee, plus all unpaid portions of all guarantees. Like there, from what I'm reading here is that Sony really gets, has to do all the work, share their profits with them a significant amount, especially with the hardware bundle. I think that's crazy. 35 to 50%, half of what the console bundle is because they're putting it in with, um, and I think this is a way for them to skimp. And this is why we always get a Marvel bundle because they're trying to get to these large required units sold for the game. And, um, and I, I, I don't know if 6 million is like a tough number for Spider-Man. I think it already hit like, I don't know, 7 or 8 million or something like that. I think it was like, I think it was already like in the highs, um, like 4s or 6 million already. So I think it already is hitting it. I'm not saying that these are high numbers. I'm just saying that it just feels like um, they get a significant portion of what they actually earn in the amount of money that's up front before they even make any money it's kind of ridiculous um yeah. and i get that it's x-men i get that these are like these are marvel this is marvel it's not like you got chump change it's like big ips they're big 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 uh dollar bringers it just feels like um 
in order for these decisions to be made, they have to feel comfortable with an insomniac. They have to make sure that they feel comfortable with like their production level and the ability to do so. And everybody was already talking about how they felt like Spider-Man 2 was rushed. And they had plenty of time before Spider-Man. I mean, obviously they had Miles Morales in between that, but they felt like it was rushed. And I was like, these type of commitments with this type of timeline, what's to say that these other games don't feel just as rushed and just as like um, lackluster? I just feel like now that we know that we're probably going to get a Spider-Man 3 Part 1 and Part 2 for milking it, to get to these sales numbers it just doesn't feel comfortable like i'm not supposed to be privy to this information but now that i am i have to take it into account when i look at these games and it's unfortunate because you're not supposed to know this stuff this is not not for the public arena um but now that you 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 feel like you just can't ignore it um and that's why it's unfortunate because i think that this is a great company i think they make great products i think that this licensing deal sucks but um yeah the insomnia too good to be stuck in a 360 deal with disney uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh they stuck that, in a 360 crazy. g and 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 um it just feels as if you know they don't have a way out of doing this i mean obviously they could just pay the breakup fee of nine million um but it just doesn't feel like it's a and that's per title i think that's per title uh it's like a yeah it's it, it just feels like yeah it's just like a like an unfortunate thing and i think that that extra amount of money that they're having to do like the 621 million dollars of um they have the 120 million development commitment for each required title the 30 million for marketing 9 million recoupable advance for each required title um yeah. So yeah, what, what I was gonna say is, I that one clause about like the the X Men and Marvel characters being used in other games and stuff like that. Yeah, like that's the part I don't like. Like, I think that's part of the reason why we don't have any like Marvel versus Capcom. Like, there's no X Men yeah. and Marvel versus Capcom anymore and stuff because Marvel's now doing well. I I guess maybe this benefits uh sony more because you can knock out the competition from also having an x-men game but yeah. i think yeah it, it's stupid and like i hate how that's gonna affect like consumers because like I, like i think insomniac is gonna do a decent game uh like a decent x-men game it, it might be formulaic but they're they're gonna do their best that being said with them being locked into this deal and they got to hit all these numbers, it is going to affect the quality in some ways where if you didn't have these super strict like deals and you just licensed it to a couple more companies, it it wouldn't hurt Marvel. Like give it to, you know, give the IP to multiple companies and now all all that money is going to you. But now you, you lock in in one company and they're going to break their back trying to hit these numbers. And I don't, I don't think the game's going to be better for it. Yeah, and, I, and and again, they could be set low from our perspective. From my perspective, they are set low in regards to what they have to sell. I just think that the amount of commitment for these licenses is kind of crazy. I think yeah. that um, it tells me that they ain't going to be making no other games no time soon. And um, 
And maybe this is chump change, but I don't think so. I think this is a pretty hefty price just to have it. A PlayStation console. Um, PlayStation console and PC exclusive. Like, that's a lot of money, but I don't know what to compare it to. So it's not like I can say, oh, it's a lot of money compared to this. Can't compare it. What I can tell you now is, is that I feel like they're a little bit um, at the disadvantage, especially when it comes to having a unique the unique ability to kind of go to market with yeah a unique I, style I say, of game. Um, I think maybe six million is low for Sony because I think mm-hmm. that they can guarantee that pretty much with all their new IPs like Horizon. Yeah. Uh, that being said, we don't know the timeline if it's you know within the a month launch window or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that being said, um, we know that some games can just just fail for no reason, and um, yep. I mean. There are reasons, but it seems like, you know, oh, that game was supposed to be successful and it failed. Like, in order to avoid that situation, if they lose out on one game and the whole deal is in jeopardy, then that's like, you know, it's a 360. <laughs> you put out one bad album, we dropping you, but we take your money from everything that you, you sell. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, it it just I don't know. Uh, Spider Man, Spider Man Two, and uh, I kind of want to get the numbers for how much they actually made from Spider Man One, but um, there there is just like I said, it's a lot to be said about those numbers. A lot to be said about what they're actually having to deal with. Um. Uh. I understand what they kind of, I guess I said, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but basically this is, this feels like a bad deal <laughs> from looking from my perspective. And I think it feels like a bad deal, but it could be possibly very beneficial for them. I just don't see that happening now simply because of Insomniac's history with Ratchet and Clank. And then I'm looking at how, um, how quickly they are now trying to get those games on PC and they're doing remasters of games that didn't come out that long ago. And this formula, I feel like they're getting put into or Sony is doing to kind of meet the demand of how many units they have to sell or something like that. It doesn't feel like it's just an easy go at it. Like Final Fantasy 16 on a PS5, but I don't know. It's so like six Five million. Um. Uh, that's not good. Honestly, it wasn't that great. It was like the first couple of weeks they had so like three point five. It's not like it goes faster beyond that. I'm pretty sure they're sitting at around like five million units sold. But that was a highly anticipated game. So, I just feel like this is a very optimistic view of what they can do with Spider Man. I'm not saying that Spider-Man don't sell. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they have to put the bundles there. <laughs> I'm saying that they over there bundle packaging like uh like these rappers do. I think that there's a lot of stuff in them, how they market it and what they're doing to kind of make ends meet. And for only to have a, what, 50% return on investment, that is not a good return on investment to me. It's just not. I, I understand most companies probably sit at a margin about 
Um, and fifty percent does seem like a value add, but uh, it's, it's just yeah, my bad. Um, I was looking up those sales numbers that you were um talking about, and I'm, I was trying to find the the closest for Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man right now, uh, Spider Man PS is currently sitting at twenty million. But I, as far as I can tell, in twenty eighteen when it came out, it was about eight million. Um, mm. And that was on the PS4. That was yeah, that was PS4. well seasoned into its years, yeah. like well seasoned. Ghost of Tsushima total is around nine million, and so I think that six million is a, a hittable target. But it's also like, um, you know, anything over five million is kind of like it has to be a real, a real hit. Yeah, they're pigeonholing themselves to either have to force themselves to go to PC day one or to put their the games on other consoles. Like uh or to um keep it on like the PS five in the PS six era. So they like they're still keeping that that's that synergy between the two. Like they're pigeonholing themselves to not be able to innovate because they have to hit a, such a large number. If they keep trying to keep doing this console generation thing where they keep changing the console generation. Obviously, they're going to probably bundle the PS5 Pro with a game. Don't know what that game is going to be, but they might try to remaster or something. I don't know. I just think that they have, you know, techniques or whatever that they're going to be trying to do to get these games to sell better. And maybe not, maybe their own interactive stuff and not just Insomnia, because obviously this is just one company. They have plenty of other companies. This is just one that I'm showing that they're going to have in a you know churn and burn state to me for a little bit and you know yeah so i don't want to talk about it too much i don't want to keep on it stay on that spark but there was some other stuff that came out biggest other one was sunset overdrive um only made 567 dollars in profit uh it broke even but that is insane to put so much time and effort into something and only break even um so that maybe that 50 percent don't look so bad um they're trying to go multi-platform we don't know if they're going to start doing day one pc releases but they have to fix their model um and try to figure out a way to kind of compete with xbox which we're going to talk about their xbox's model as well um and what their flaws are but uh outside of that I kind of wanted to shoot it over to Jalen and let him speak on some stuff. But, um, yeah, anything, rem anything remaining on Insomniac and their uh, crazy, crazy leak? I don't know what to say about that. It's unfortunate that the actual, you know, personal data got leaked. Um, it's unfortunate. All of it's unfortunate, honestly, because the Wolverine stuff I shouldn't have seen. I shouldn't know about their numbers. I shouldn't know about this stuff, but um, transparency and having this information helps with deciding whether or not you want to continue to support or to continue to, you know, be invested in some of these stuff. Some of the things that truly shows how much it and sometimes this stuff is enlightening where it shows you how much it takes to make a game. It shows you that everything ain't easy. Um, it shows you a lot of that stuff, too. So. It's a good and bad thing. Um, I don't like how we got the information. So that's unfortunate. But yeah, you know, 
what are your any any lasting thoughts on this? Um, no, uh, I mean we'll see more of this as a you know time goes on, but um, yeah, the leak was was unfortunate, uh, and I think that a lot of big companies they need to invest more in security. I'm I'm sure they're doing their best, but it ain't good enough <laughs> for this stuff to keep happening. Uh, especially when leakers are going to take everything, like personal data, like that's what they're targeting. Because like, if they just took a trailer or two, you know, that is bad publicity in some ways, but that's not too bad. But they really threaten you because we have personal information that we're going to put out and we want you to pay us. Uh, so, yeah. And then um, what we wanted to talk about next uh, was The Last of Us. You know, still in the Sony camp, but um, Jalen, talk to us about uh, <laughs> the Last of Us online multiplayer being canceled and oh, yeah. demise of Naughty Dog. What can you? What can we say? We love that Last of Us, don't we, Jalen? Yeah, I mean, that's my favorite game in the world. Last of Us, I can't get enough of it. So, what's um, going on with this canceled? I mean, basically, the online multiplayer, what, Factions was canceled? Uh, Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think it sounded like, to me, they they wasn't sure what they was going to do. There's been some delays. They announced it, what, back in, what, 2019? Was it 2019 they announced it? Something like that, like 2020. Yes. That's 2019, yeah. yeah. Anytime is the, the game, because it was supposed yeah. to launch a little bit after the uh, last of two, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that kept getting delayed. I mean, they went quiet about it and stuff like that. And I mean, just recently they came out like, hey, man, I know what y'all thinking. Y'all want some more info on this? Well, the only info we got is we ain't doing it no more. Like, we, <laughs> we finished and we done. We ain't going to say it no more. Nah, but uh, I think basically, like, you know, Naughty Dog, they, they love The Last of Us. They want The Last of Us to be the greatest franchise or IPF they ever produced. And that's fine. That's cool and all stuff like that. So, but it sounds like, you know, um, I know it's been like layoffs and stuff like that with, you know, like Naughty Dog to some capacity. Um, I just don't think they want to divide their resources or anything like that so they can continue, you know, pushing things that they want with the last was rather than trying to allocate to like a, a multiplayer. I mean, I think uh, a lot of they, a lot of the strength and um, they, they're really good at storytelling. So a lot of their strength relies on the, single player experience those sorts of things and i think mm. that's just kind of what they want to push rather than just trying to make a multiplayer and you know as much as i don't like or i ain't gonna say i don't like the last of us as much as the last of us is saturated and i have my personal feelings about it um i would just rather them just you know be able to put like all hands on deck and try to put out they uh like their next project um i don't think they should be dividing things up to try to put something that could be subpar and then when you got to compare it to how great the last of us is i mean it sounded like it was not going to be fully fleshed out and stuff like that and i think it's something it's better to like i guess like cut your losses and allocate those resources to like something that's gonna have a bigger impact because i mean i ain't gonna lie to you the last of us being a multiplayer game I, i couldn't really like envision something like that i know um, they had Uncharted online and stuff like that, the, uh, like the multiplayer and stuff, which was cool and stuff. But again, I think one of the biggest aspects of The Last of Us is the uh, their art of storytelling, uh, like their narration and stuff like that. So uh, a multiplayer wasn't going to 
really do it a lot of justice besides keep it relevant and keep it in our face, which they already been doing with these remakes and stuff <laughs> like that. They don't need to do that. Right? <laughs> you know, so they care about the story, not about the gameplay. Yeah, basically. So, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that's a a good um, take on it because they yeah they're basically saying they um there's they know what their strengths are and this multiplayer game is not playing to those strengths and they don't want to become a studio that's kind of like putting out subpar multiplayer games when they already know what they're good at so um i think that that's smart i can respect that um because a lot of companies do this like you know we might talk about it later but like uh rocksteady you know they they made Batman and uh, people loved it, uh, but then pivoting over to a multiplayer or like live service focused game, all of a sudden you lose your whole fan base because that's not what your fans want and that's not what they come to expect from you. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good idea on, it's not in some yet, um, Naughty Dog's part. Uh, yeah, that being I mean... said, I do think that people like. I always heard good stuff about the multiplayer from Last of Us 1. Um, I personally didn't play it. I think that they could still do some fun stuff with multiplayer, but with games being so expensive and the game got to have microtransactions and multiple seasons and stuff, it's probably just not worth it to like do that unless you fully commit it. Nah, I don't, I don't think so. And I mean, just like... How you had gave an example. I think another good example from my standpoint, um, this this is a little bit of a throwback, but like the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer way. Like, I know a lot of yeah. people liked it to some capacity, but I mean if you compare it to like the actual game and how in-depth the game was itself, and then you look at the multiplayer, you realize how shallow it is. And it's like it's not a lot of depth in here. We did this to throw a little bit of microtransactions in here, um, to give people mm -hmm you know, some variation in who they can play with and stuff like that. But again, it wasn't like really, really in-depth. It's basically like a little horror mode that you can play with different Mass Effects races and characters and use different guns and stuff like that. But again, it wasn't like you could choose different modes or it was basically different maps or like different characters and just like have at it, you know what I mean? So At best, it, but, it's a fun little extra mode, but it's not, yeah. it's not the meat and potatoes. <laughs> basically if you like mass effect most people that like mass effect and stuff they like well I like the narration i like the story i like the the autonomy that i have i like these sorts of things about it i don't want to just be just shooting people because that's not all mass effect is so hmm. okay well um my my thoughts on it was simply that they had to pivot uh, from live service games um i feel like there was a lot of leadership changes obviously jim ryan is gone soon and I think that everyone was really pushing for live service games on this platform. At least PlayStation wanted it to happen that way. They wanted live service games. That was a lot of the part of the Bungie acquisition. Um, and I think Bungie was working on this live service game for them. Faction. And for them to kind of pull the plug tells me that they are definitely shifting their um, perspective and where they want their gaming uh library or games to come from now so they mm -hmm. were very single player focused and they're trying to station back that or they're probably going to pull in different you know studios that are more involved in what makes a great live service game and not just try to rely on their known ips 
ruin their relationship with them by forcing them to do something they're not that much interested in. Kind of like what happened with Redfall. Like, that was not with their yeah. bag. They wanted them to try to try it. So it became a terrible situation all around. Um, but for me, this brings into me into my next topic uh, for, you know, you know, being factious, live service games um, and, and the, the ramifications of having a bad situation like this. Like they now don't have something to to fit that slot. But with Xbox um, and their model, basically the subscription model, this would not hurt. Them. Like Redfall flopping did not hurt Microsoft in the in the least. Um, but it did hurt, you know, Sony. Like this here is a big deal because when they don't put something out, they one lose that money. It's but it's not being recouped or being positioned in a way where like that game dropped on on Game Pass. So the, the allocation of games that's on there. They have big games, they have small games. It's a way for them to continue to bring revenue in without feeling bad about experimenting. Sony had experimented. They lost all that money. There's nothing else you can do with that experience that they just provided. There's nothing you can do about that game now that it hasn't released at all. They just have to eat the cost. Um, And from that standpoint, that's why I can understand how Redfall still hey, made the light of day. They was like... <laughs> I don't care. Put it on our game passes. <laughs> I don't care how bad it is. Oh, yeah, we tested it. We love it. Put it out there. Because whatever, regardless of what we make, we whatever we make on it is going to be a net of something, not a loss. Because at the end of the day, if you don't put it out, you're never going to earn any money on it. But if you, I mean, I could, I could be wrong, and there, there could be a lot of cost to putting that game out, but I think they greenlit everything already for them to just cancel it just shows that it probably um it probably wouldn't it wouldn't have hurt them either way. So in my opinion, when I was thinking about okay, who has the better model? Does Xbox or Sony? Um I kept coming back to failed opportunities, failed games, failed things where they had to like like stop working on something or like the production of it just had to quit. Um, and how much of that loss would be would tape would be tucking on. Um, and it kind of tells it basically what I'm, what I was trying to get at is that if I'm going to go, if I'm looking for creative games, I'm looking for games that have a little bit more, and like they have like a genre setting or defining or like they even can try and experiment with stuff. I never wanted to say that, but I think it's going to be the Xbox because literally they have the platform that was supported. If you put it on Game Pass, you're getting it on PC and Xbox already and you can still launch it because there's no exclusivity deal. You can still launch it on the PlayStation so you can still hit all multi platforms and provide yourself a safety net for allowing that game to be in Game Pass, right? So that model that, you know, Sony doesn't have yet outside of PlayStation Plus, but there is no day one model for them built yet. They they obviously are going to have to build something of that nature where subscription services are providing them a net revenue more than just their PlayStation Plus. And 
it's, it's not going to happen with them having games that are old. It's going to have to happen with games that are new and they can provide more value to the people that are like they have a large platform. They can leverage it. I just don't think they can leverage it in the way that Xbox can. And I think there's a lot to be learned from both. So I was just really trying to bring that up to kind of give you all some thoughts and kind of then pick your brain on. What do you think works for Xbox and what do you think works better for Sony? And what are the differences that you see that are staggering and how, and I guess from your perspective, when you're looking at it, who has the better model overall? Because it's a good topic. It's actually, it's very interesting. I don't, and I don't want to use Insomniac's leak, but there's a lot of interesting things that I already came to think of when I was first, you know, talking about this back when they were about to acquire Activision and everything. But I kind of want to hear y'all's thoughts on who has, in your opinion, the better model and then which one works best for you. Because that could be two separate things. Like the model could be better here, yeah. but the one works better for you. So what do you guys think from those two questions? Which one has the better model, in your opinion? And which one works best for you? So, yeah, I think um, the Sony model is an interesting one because that's the classic model. But I think that, like, you like, especially in the Insomniac, at least, you see Sony talk about a lot about Xbox being unsustainable. I think mm -hmm. in a sense that they're they're both unsustainable, but for dis different reasons. Sony's mm -hmm. model is just we're going to keep putting more money into these singular projects and rely on the the quality to continuously give us um, profit and mm. i think that works that worked for them for a while but like i said with the cost of games like becoming like i guess exponentially getting higher and higher every generation there's no way to like keep up like at some point, no matter how good the game is going to be, it might not be enough money in the market for that single player game to be profitable. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got to find a, a second way to handle that. Like you make the game cheaper, you you get more money for the customers by raising the prices, you DLC, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, but anyway, Sony's model, I think, is as time goes on, it is becoming more unsustainable because if they're talking about we're going to raise the prices to $100, 120 and so on every couple of years, mm -hmm. I think people are really going to like stop buying games. Um, and that's not good for anybody. <laughs> no. And then the Xbox model is we're, we're going to spread us our, ourselves out so far that no matter what, we're, we're catching money. We're going to cast our net so wide. We're going to get money anywhere, everywhere. Uh, I think that works because if the the industry changes, like let's say the industry moves completely, oh, we're we're gonna shift completely away from consoles and it's only PC gaming from now on. Well, Microsoft has a already has a foothold in the PC market. They're not Steam, obviously, uh, but they would have a much bigger advantage over Sony, who has no uh, PC. Uh, I mean, they have a PC on. Yeah. yeah, they have no marketplace. They don't. They're not in that space as a um, provider. They're just there providing their game. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think the Xbox model is a smart business move. Like they're they're gonna um, 
Well, it's a smart business move to like cash yourself. Why? But it is expensive, and only time can tell if they they're willing to keep um, paying the bill on that because mm-hmm. they're not getting a lot of successes on every avenue. Right. They do have some some misses like Redfall. I say right now they have more misses than hits. Yeah. But uh, if they get an you know a couple more hits every year, then it's worth it to to do that. But um, as for which works for me, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a place where as a consumer, I'm open to both. You just got to present the better product. If Sony is giving better games for a decent price and um, good quality, then it's hard to argue with that. Um, Whereas Xbox, you know, you're spending a monthly subscription and stuff. And if it's not worth it, uh, then I'm not going to pay my monthly subscription. But again, like you said, Xbox model is also more flexible. They can have a uh, a dead four four months of the year, and still, you know, get you to resub later. Whereas mm-hmm. like Sony, they can't have, especially with these sales numbers they got to hit for Marvel. They can't have one miss. You can't afford no misses. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna hit the bottom line hard. It's like it's not as damaging for Xbox to lose a. It's like it's basically like diversifying your inventory. Like, say for instance, you lose a vendor. Like, if I lose a vendor, I have other places to pull from, right? Um, like if I if I run a business and I lose my my metal or something vendor, like I I no longer can buy metal from him. But because I allow other things to be to buy from other places, I don't need to feel as if this is gonna hurt me as much. But if you know Sony loses a studio. And it's something that they've been working on for a while. It's not like they have something to sit there and replace it with, or they can't go buy something and say, "Hey, we have to, we can leverage this in this way. You bring it to our council for a certain period of time, or you allow us to drop it day one here. We give you X amount of money, but it also continues to bring revenue in because they're gaining revenue from simply the subscription service. So." That pool of money I'm talking about that they are pulling from all of us because they now have you in a subscription service where you might not buy 50 games a year, but you have access to all 50. It gives them a it gives them a, a leg up or a platform up per se because they can leverage the PC and Xbox and they can they can leverage xbox play anywhere they can x they can leverage xbox cloud um saves so that it's transferable between pc and the console so you're giving your customers even more service and uh, features and sony doesn't have a platform to even try to start to figure that out like they don't have it so it's 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 a that value there that um can really change the dynamic of which one you think is more sustainable. Uh, but I, like I said, I posed that to Josh. Jalen, I want to hear your thoughts on what you think would be your preferred model and then which one do you think is better? Um, honestly, I'm kind of like a blank canvas when it comes to this. Um, I could see the pros and cons from both ends. Um, I guess I'm trying to think. So, like Josh said, Xbox subscription. Um, I think business wise, it's a 
in theory, it's a good decision. In theory, I, I can't speak on. I mean, only time gonna tell. But they cast a net wide, so now they got a lot of different avenues. Like you said, if they lose one quote unquote vendor or studio or whatever, they got other ones that they can like tap into and all that type of stuff. But I think the biggest thing is still a glaring issue is the fact that we buy consoles or I mean, I guess you tie in PC at this point. We buy them to play good games. Like, yeah. I understand you got the subscription, all that type of stuff, but the still same glaring issue presents itself is Xbox ain't got the studios. So, like, I have Game Pass and access to all these games. I can try them out, all that type of stuff. Um, I did run into one issue that some games only on there for X amount of time. So, that means I kind of got this little, this time aspect of having to tap into a game. Um, especially for somebody like me who don't really play a lot of games. I don't really try a whole lot of games because of, you know, the value that I put on my time. And it's cool that I have access to all these things, the cloud saves, across the cross-platform, the PC, all that type of stuff. But with the type of person I am, I don't really care to play that many games, uh, to tap into them and stuff. And if the game isn't, yeah, I want to play this game, I want to play this game, I'm not going to play that game unless, like, it have to be a strong recommendation or, like, the little multiplayer. I will say it creates a seamless experience when we do want to try different games and be online and play with each other. But, again, they still have that same issue. I understand the whole platform, but they like the jack-of-all-trades, masters of none right now, whereas Sony, I don't really necessarily care about their model, their infrastructure and everything. I don't think it's always constructed the best, um, especially with the whole – you know, PS4 going to PS5, they had to get an update to get the the play. That, what was that's what we were talking about. They had to get an update to play PS4 games. You, I know you always say you ain't got a lot of faith in Sony because of how they do things. If one uh, studio go down or something like that with Sony, then you know they kind of you know they dot L's or whatever. Um, I don't think they're the jack of all trades for sure. Um, I do think they are better. I mean, if we can talk about relatively, they are the uh, they are the master when it comes to making games. So mm-hmm. I don't personally, I don't foresee them in a whole history of Sony. They never have like a studio or something just really, really fall flat and bust. It's mm-hmm. always something there that's kind of keeping it afloat. Um, so I think that competitive, you know, based on history is still going to be there. Microsoft is like well, I need to try to do something different because we not we we ain't going to beat these dudes when it comes to making better games and stuff like that. So, but anyway, to answer your question, I don't I can't say who have the better like you know, model what they going for. I think it really just tailors the different people and I think that's the uniqueness of it. Um and then the one that's better for me, honestly, I can't say cuz I ain't bought no Sony game in a minute. <laughs> and then the Game Pass stuff. Facts. I ain't I ain't even been playing this stuff on Game Pass. I mean, I'm playing a free-to-play games, Overwatch and stuff like that, and it's cool that I can play it on my Xbox and my PlayStation. So it's really the free-to-play games that I really think is driving a lot of the the consoles and stuff right now. Whatever Xbox offering, whatever PlayStation offering, I don't even think that really matters a whole, whole lot because of all the free-to-play games and a microtransaction, they multi-platform anyway. So... Yeah. No, I don't hear I, people say I need to get Xbox to play Halo, and I don't hear people say I need to get a PS5 to play Spider Man. Like, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, like there's there's a lot of games, and and then the data kind of goes towards, like I said, live service games. Like, 
the most that we play, all of most of our games are live server. Like we don't really have a lot of the single player games. Like I enjoy them, but a lot of our time spent gaming is on live service games. And that is the reason why they wanted to boost up their live service games. And for them to take a step back with Naughty Dog and say, hey, Naughty Dog had a choice between going live service or going back to their single player games that made them popular. They chose to go to single player games that made them popular. They gave them that choice. So that tells me that um, one, they don't want to ruin what they have built at Naughty Dog. And two, that it's still going to happen at some point. They still want that because that's what the data is showing. But for me, when I'm saying that, like, that's what the data is showing, um, having that exclusive to a platform does nothing but hurt it. Like, Fortnite would not be where it is if it was just exclusive to PlayStation. You know, Apex would not be where it is if it was exclusive to PlayStation. Like, even if you were to have live service games, those, those games have to mesh well with others. Especially like that's why Destiny Two ain't going nowhere. Even though it's 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 failing, it ain't gonna never go to one single platform because it doesn't make sense for those live service games to do so. So for them to put a lot of money and effort and time into creating their games of service, you know, their games of service systems, their games of service platform, they have to also build upon why it makes sense to want to play those games on playstation it ain't gonna be because them games ain't elsewhere i that's what i'm saying like live if they were to do that for last of us right and they they made a game like that i i would think it'll be on pc as well as another console <laughs> um and i don't want to say that they're gonna have to do that but at from the looks of it it is very much so a like i don't see that not happen like live service games are live service games obviously you can't ba- play halo on um and, it, and it's still doing well you can't play it on the playstation but if they play it on playstation i guarantee you halo would have much more better uh and have a much better experience on both all, all three but like that is i think that's the goal of xbox more so than a goal of Sony. And I think they have to come to terms with the fact that they can't do it alone anymore. They need the PC. Unfortunately, the PC gaming still sucks to me. So obviously that's why I'm still buying both consoles, but they need the PC's market. Um, they need to start to innovate and bring those games to the market better than what they are currently. They need to be more optimized for these types of hardware. And I think that that, kind of is in the numbers um even though they put them on these consoles and they put them on the pc it's still not selling well so this live service thing i i was i was hoping for not of factions from last of us that just is playstation exclusive but something that shows me that they're thinking beyond simply their console because they have to it is necessary now especially with call of duty being able to be put on game pass day one for free like for the for the for the for the subscription service like they don't need that game to um 
they could do that. They can literally lose that money and it's just just to hurt them. And they will lose a lot of money. So it's just like I I I don't see them continuing on with this this method of exclusivity. Um and I think but, but I think I think I think they did it. I think Microsoft did it with that with the purchase of Activision, like I said, they have to listen to them. They have to go to understand that they are important in this role and they 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 can make it hurt for them. So I think that Sony switching, you know, Naughty Dog back to single player games tells me that they want to continue to focus on single player aspects only. It is not that the live service method is going away. I think that they are trying to reinvigorate that in a different way a different space and it may be multi-platform <laughs> i'm not just talking pc and xbox uh, i mean pc and playstation i'm talking xbox too i see that happening i mean they, they did that with the show the uh the, it's still a sony licensed game but it's it's on the xbox so oh, uh, let me ask you this go ahead do do you feel like sony is in a position based on like what history says and is this is coming from a, a neutral standpoint because i clearly at this point i ain't got no type of um bias or not bias but loyalty to any of the consoles and stuff like that do you feel like sony have been forced where they like hey we need to make live live like a um live service game we should have that's a good option for the last of us do you feel like that's their hand really forced because i feel like microsoft hand it was like, all right, hey, we need to do something. We need to do something. Let's try to revamp. This not work. We need to do this. And we've been seeing this since 2013 when the Xbox One came out. So do you feel like Sony ever came to that point where they're like, hey, this is something we need to do? Um, I think they realized they needed to do that when they saw how um easy it was for the transition of live service games from platform to platform. And the money was still flowing in. They don't. So you feel like that's a realization that they like really had at this point in time. Yeah, I think that the realization of how Fortnite was able to transition, how Apex was able to transition, how uh, all of these games that didn't used to have, like they're not they're not tied to a platform anymore. They're just live service games, and that money still comes in. I mean, with their games, I just don't see like the they they have reason for them to play. All right, let's go ahead and live service and put on it's different the, things. I think it would be a a good thing to do, but I don't think their this for their hand has ever been forced because people buy. I know I said before people buy PlayStation for certain games and stuff like that, and they just they just cool with playing those games. Like it's, I mean, I think it's kind of a little primitive, but when it comes to like like overall revenue like sony is they they have a lot of money it's a big company but like let, let's let say they they have one bad year and now you have to have a conversation about like selling studios closing studios stuff like that so it's kind of like it's they're not living check to check but they're living game to game <laughs> uh whereas if if uh rift apart lost um what was it six million dollars or something like that eight million yeah. uh yeah eight million dollars okay Warzone in 2022 made two billion dollars, and like 
that's like if you just compare both of those like if spider-man makes you know 20 million dollars that's nothing compared to warzone like um and that's the money that they want to have because that's the money that will make you like they're gonna force with that yeah i totally get that but yeah, i'm they, speaking they, they as far as with their ips though that's what i'm saying they no, all I, I think it's just the situation where the cost is just keep going up and up and up and they can't afford to to lose like i think that's the the problem i think they're worried about losing their their, their, their right now the, the reason I, I think the sole reason why naughty dog was able to pick what they wanted to do is because they were getting a lot of pushback from naughty dog themselves like we don't want to make these games this game doesn't seem interesting the market isn't going to be appreciative of a single player game going to a multiplayer focused title and now we're in this live service like they are seeing what what rocksteady did and they're understanding it's stupid like let rocksteady work and then make another game an ip that you think might work well like they try to do it you know montreal with this stupid with the I mean, not i don't think it's montreal but with the gotham knights the game was obviously meant to try to be some multiplayer online garbage and it and it turned out that it exactly was that and nobody wanted it but at least they're not hindering rocksteady the company that have been putting out great content that everybody's going to buy into i understand they're more expensive but you have to figure out a way to make us want to play your live service game it's not up for you to to take a company that is doing well and try to force them into doing something you think is more profitable. That's a, that's a recipe for a disaster. So same thing with Redfall, same thing with Fallout 76. I understand they use a different company, a different studio, but they tried to use that naming convention. I don't think it works. I think the only reason Apex Legends worked is because these guys were great at gaming. And they did not make a Titanfall multiplayer massive online. It made something totally unique. That's the only reason it worked. So I don't think it's smart to try to take an IP and push it into a live service. I think it's smart to make an IP that is live service because they are, <laughs> at this point, the most profitable thing to ever hit the gaming community. So, yeah, make one. You can, like you said, you bought Destiny, you bought Bungie. They can definitely do this. Stop having them put out trash content, terrible releases, and terrible DDOC, and have them actually get back to working on games that people want to play. Like, do you have the budget now? That is, should be the company that is focused on this. This is what you bought them for. Like, I would, I would just leave it at that and let your companies that have been you know funding you for the, the entirety of your life like naughty dog has been with y'all for forever let them do what they want to do like honestly like leave them alone like that's fine they 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 make their money why would you try to mess that up like that's the that's the whole thing for me like their model works if only if they're smart it doesn't work if they're trying to make other things an experiment because they are not the experiment company no more because they pigeonhole themselves because they're not innovative because they're doing a nintendo thing like nintendo can only win if people keep buying their games and obviously people are i'm not saying that they're not buying that console i'm not saying that they're not the platform to be 
I'm saying that Sony is trying to buy themselves after them. They have half the IPs and half the creativity. <laughs> they don't got it. Like there is, there's is a literally a reason why they still can do what they do. People just love the crap out of all Nintendo. Like that is the platform for families. That is the platform for gamers. And it's just no taking away from that. Sony Playstations are not the platform for gamers. There's, they are not the monopoly in this situation. They are second and they have to figure out a way to become first. They have to figure out a way to be better than what they previously were. And I think they haven't done that yet. They've just been trying to throw stuff at the wall while you're getting terrible headsets and over expensive portals and all this other crap. VR headsets that have no games because they're stretching their studios thin. They're not buying. They're literally trying to do the same thing they did last time, but with less, with less, with, with less margin. Like you can't do that. That's why I'm saying when it it hurts them when stuff like this happens. It hurts them, and you can tell by this deal, it's not lucrative in my opinion. I'm just looking at it from a business standpoint. All of it, all of it, kind of falls to me that. You guys don't have much business sense over there, and Microsoft is really schooling y'all on what to do. Obviously, they just got more money because Microsoft ain't going to do this. They can't do what Sony did. They can't make these IPs better, but they can spend money, and they can make the platform, and they can make people want to invest in their, their, their platform because they know that they're going to get this, that, and the third. They're going to have guaranteed money. They're going to have backing. They're going to have the the marketing for the ability to put it on their game pass thing. And they're going to be able to show this game. People are going to be able to play it, download it, stream it and do cloud gaming. They're going to reach so many more devices than what you have, because we're putting it on PCs. We're putting it on Nintendo switch, we're putting it on count. We're putting it on consoles. We're trying to get this thing in phones. We're trying to get very creative with the stream decks and we're trying to be on Linux. Like they're not stopping where they want to put their games, but Sony is the only one that is literally stopping. Where they're putting their games it's it's a, it's, a, it's a failing model so i think they need a big hit and they need it bad and that's why they that's why they're price gouging that's why they're thinking about making people pay a hundred dollars that's why they're thinking about raising prices on reconstructed um consoles like all this stuff tell me that you hurting that you're not making money that you're not you're bleeding money really like I can understand that they had a value, but I feel like there's a lot of, uh, it's going to be a lot to be said in these December numbers. I really want to see them. I really want to see their financials next year. I want to see what they, what they actually show up as profit. Um, because I think it's going to be down. So I don't think it's going to be down significantly, but I think it's going to be down and it's going to be, a, it's going to be projected down for next year. I think they're going to actually lower their projections because no longer are they going to have that live service game. And they probably was banking on that game to be a cash cow. For them. So I think we're going to see it in the numbers though. That's I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I think, I don't know, but I think, I think this is all writing on the wall type behavior, but obviously they still got plenty of time to, you know, course correct, but it's just like, are you going to, that's my thought. It's like, are you going to? Because you need to stop buying Final Fantasy 15 and only sell 5 million copies. Like, that's stupid. Like, you need to really start thinking about 
how to make your counsel become truly better than the competition. Why is why am I buying into Sony? I don't have a real reason for that yet. I have plenty of reasons for Xbox. And that's the problem. That's why I think they had a better model and I prefer Xbox. So both of them, um, both of, for me, better model Xbox preferred Xbox. Yeah, and, and I don't care if they make better games. <laughs> it's just not enough. It's not enough. It's not. Not anymore. I'm a, I'm a smart consumer. I think that there's plenty of smarter consumers out there than me. Um, they kind of understand the difference between a bad I model mean, and a good one. Yeah, but you got to think about the people that's playing the games. We talking about the people that's playing Call of Duty, the people that get a PlayStation to play 2K and stuff like that. They don't care about like the model or anything like that. They just want to have a good experience on a the game. They're not thinking about longevity because they're going to buy 2K again and pay $150 to do the same thing over and over. Now, can we speak about what's going to happen in the future? Can't really say or anything like that, but I'm just saying from like you have a business mindset and stuff like that. A lot of people are not even thinking as far like you got people rebuying games and just doing all type of stuff because I mean that's just the way they want to spend their money or whatever. I agree the business model is smarter thinking on that standpoint and stuff like that. But for consumers who don't really care about the business model and they just want a game to play, like you said, with Nintendo, I'm cool with paying seventy dollars for Mario or Zelda and stuff like that because that's just the game I want to play. I don't even care if I can't port it over to the next console or something like that. That's just the game I feel like playing and my kids want to play it or yeah. Me and my wife want to play. You know what I'm saying? It's just they don't, they, it's they just don't one keep of those things. Like that. Yeah, for sure. For that. that's that's yeah. You make. I mean, they got they gonna thrive off of ignorance. Like, I mean, and not not ignorance in a bad way. Just ignorant as far as like they're they're they they just lack the knowledge to understand how their money is being allocated. How many times they're gonna have to go buy this, reuse this thing? Like, you know, it's it's one of those things. And I mean, sometimes people say ignorance is bliss too. So I mean. They just living in the moment for what the game's supposed to do. Like, yeah, um, you obviously, we to, think you about it a little bit. To, you don't have to analyze their business model to, to, to choose a game you want to play. I'm just more so stating that the the value behind uh, why these decisions are being. I'm trying to explain the the, the, the the reason behind why the decisions are being made. And decisions are being made. They are hurting consumers, whether they believe it or not. They are hurting consumers. Like, because they are not making a profit on these things. Someone's at the doorbell. Uh-oh. Who's at the doorbell at this thing? But, uh, I, I edit that out. But, overall, like I said, the, the, the value of, um, <laughs> I can hear these kids screaming. Oh, no. Um, where was that? But the value, like I said, the value of Xbox is simply that they can have multiple um places to play their games, and they're giving you an experience all over. You don't have to have that. You can just play your games where you want to play them. I just think that Sony needs to figure out a way to meet their consumers where they are, whether they don't only have $15 to play their games, whether they only can can afford to um to 
to to to pay for that service they only can afford to play for the cloud gaming and they can stream it to their phone they need to start to meet their customers where they are um and sometimes they just don't have the business side mind to do so and neither does nintendo it's a luxury to be able to game it is but microsoft's thought is that everybody should be able to game and that is why they're going to continuously win until they run out of money which i don't see them ever doing because unfortunately it's microsoft <laughs> it's not they don't have to be shy about the spending they just don't so that is my i don't want sony to lose because i don't want microsoft to be the only one out here because that makes bad business sense for as a consumer for myself like i don't want just one of these people to win i want them both to win i just see sony's position right now falling and i i thought they had a bit better business mind about how to compete and it seemed like they're just throwing stuff at the wall which scares me that tells me that it's only gonna take time for them to become a third-party publisher and start to you know discontinue their council platform which is weird to say but it is very easily possible, especially how much pressure this Microsoft can now do. I don't find Microsoft to be third anymore. I find them to be heavily in first place simply because of what they're doing and how many uh, games they actually own studios and what they can do to pressure everyone else. Nintendo obviously is not gonna be as effective. There's not nothing that they can do about Activision games on their console that will hurt them. Nintendo is Nintendo. I can't say the same for Sony. I think that they need Call of Duty. They need some of these publishers to really help them continue while they bring out these massive games. So they need a win. Um, I'm not saying they need it badly, but they do need a win. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I had on that. Um, we, we spoke a lot about a lot of stuff. I'm um, gonna we'll try to shoot some more stuff in here. Josh, you want to sign off on the, um, or, or signal off on the suicide squad killing people. Mm. And they saying that, um, <laughs> you know, kill the justice league. They upset about it. Explain that to the people. Yeah. Uh, so this week, it, uh, some more leaks came out. Um, justice league. No, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has some story leaks. Uh, I don't know how much of it is, but the crux of the conversation came down to uh, characters dying. And um, I mean, at first I thought it was surprising, but like reading through some of it, I can kind of get it, even though I don't necessarily agree. It was like, so the game is, the goal of the game is kill the Justice League because they're evil and they're taking over and you got to kill them. And when you play in the game, they tell you like, Oh, you can't. This is irreversible. You don't have to kill me to stop me, and blah blah blah. Um, I think the the controversy comes at there's a, a fan favorite character. Uh, if you don't know, uh, that <laughs> somebody in Justice League that's guy. very big outside of Superman. Yeah, somebody very dots. popular. What do you yeah, think? Superman is invincible. <laughs> One Woman is invincible. Nobody like the Flash. <laughs> Uh, don't nobody like the Green Lantern, so no. who else could it be? Uh, somebody, uh, his voice actor recently died, um, Batman, and 
uh, people are upset that if Batman dies in this game, it's kind of like a, uh, I guess, a bad taste in their mouth because it's like a, a character and an actor that people really like. And the, the other thing is that it's still connected in the Arkham world. So this is basically the Arkham Batman. He's going to come from three games and then come into this mid-Suicide Squad game and then die. That That's kind of the, the problem. Um, I don't personally, I don't think it's, that bad because like they they can just say like this is a um uh, a spinoff and it's not canon mm-hmm. but I, I i can get it if like it's your favorite character they're gonna bring uh i don't know what characters y'all like <laughs> they'll bring nathan drake in, in the in the cameo in another game he's gonna show up in the last of us and they're gonna kill him it's like okay why why bring our character over if you're just gonna kill him you know it, it feels i, I guess kind of disrespectful to the legacy uh, but I don't know what y'all what y'all think about this. Is it is it crazy to think that a game called Kill the Justice League should kill the Justice League? <laughs> uh, no. Um, I think that the I think I think they should be more outcry for the gameplay that has leaked and more outcry mm. for the gameplay that has been shown off. More so than what they're doing with the story. I think Rocksteady has a great way of telling the story. I think that story is going to be wrapped in some um, very, very boring and um, uninteresting gameplay. So um, regardless of what they do with the story, I trust them with that. I don't trust them at all with this live service crap that they're trying to push on us. So... um, that's not my cry. That's not my problem. Uh, like I don't, I don't care if they kill Batman. It's not the end of the world for me, um, because I know that he can tell a great story. I'm more so concerned about the the in between that. Like I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta play through something. I gotta actually take the time to 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 work through this, and you know, kill a bunch of enemies and. I want that to be entertaining. I don't want it to be boring. I don't want it to be unfortunate. Um, and, I, and and it looks like it's going to be unfortunate. So that's not my cry. You know, I, I don't really want to, I don't really want to spend, I want to say, I don't want to make people feel like it's, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal to kill a character, but if they do it in the right way, I don't, and I, I have, I have no, um, quorum or like problem them tackling it rocksteady does a good job like mm. to me so i've played all of their games i don't really have a issue with that um i think that if it if it leaked unfortunately i mean it's always gonna be like that i still i still liked the last of us two stories and despite everybody's outcry about joel dying i liked the story i just think that it was a stupid revenge story about it wasn't stupid to my in, in, in my eyes he got his point across in the storytelling but I was more upset about the story in general like I felt like she made a bunch of stupid decisions so it wasn't the like the right stupid, not the game was yes stupid. Yeah. like they <laughs> didn't they did a great job of of portraying that stupid stupidity on screen like regardless of what i thought about the character at the end of the day they had me feeling emotions throughout which is what you want to do with a compelling story 
It's just whether or not I'm 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 vibing with the character was the problem. So I don't know if that's going to be my issue with this game. I don't know what that what it's going to look like. I do know what I've seen from the gameplay is that it's uninspiring, uninteresting, and I don't want to play. <laughs> so that's just the end of the day on that. Um, but what do you think about what Jalen? When has a story? I don't know. I know. Obviously, the Kingdom Hearts stories were very big for you. Did they ever give you like a? Did you ever not trust them to tell the story well, even if you thought the yeah. gameplay was trash? Uh, yeah, I, I did at some point in time. Yeah. Which one? Tell me. I gotta know. Um, let me see. I played one, two. Let me see. I played Days. Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep. I think probably, I ain't going to say Birth by Sleep, probably uh, Dream Drop. Yeah, I was going to say Dream Drop was where they dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah. On I, the gameplay, but the story was still delivered okay? Or was no, it up? The game was okay. The story. Kind of Birth by Sleep-ish. The story oh. was trash. Gotcha. So. Okay. But that was like a, a tie-in to another thing, right? It wasn't like truly. Was it the same company making that game? Like, 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 say for instance, yeah, same was, company, but it was on the 3DS. But it was oh. kind, kind of the prequel to Kingdom Hearts Three. Gotcha. Yeah. And nobody, it never switched public, like, like developers, right? It always was the same developer nope. for everything. It was game. always the same director, same writer, same, same people. Okay. Okay. Well, well, um, yeah. I, I feel like I've I, I think they have enough equity. I have enough trust equity in them to kind of deliver a solid story. And I think that this was probably going to be a great story without the multiplayer stuff. But now that that's there, I have to judge it from its totality and not just that part. I don't have those concerns about that. Only reason I have a concern is if they had to change the story to fit in the multiplayer stuff. That's where I feel afraid because they did technically. Um, I think, you know, I think that there's a, there has to be some type of, you know, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if it was just going to be like a four players, you know, go through the game or if it was going to have it where you, you control all four, but you're still playing one story going driven in that way. Um, I don't know how they wanted to do it, but if they had to change the story, to fit in the multiplayer stuff, that's where my concern will lie. But them, like the beats of the story and like them killing people and doing certain things and cinematics, that won't phase me because I think that they can tell a good story. So I'm, a, I'm not going to pass judgment on that. I, I will definitely pass judgment on the um, everything else, though. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, what about what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, last thing I wanted to touch on, yeah, was Baldur's Gate, because it's going to be a, it's an interesting one. Um, so I, I started Baldur's Gate 3, and, well, I guess, uh, let me, let me do this. Josh, Baldur's Gate 3 combat, could you describe that in in like a minute and a half, two minutes? Uh, what is it? How how does it traditionally work, combat wise? Yeah, so Baldur's Gate three it it is is based in Dungeons and Dragons, so it's mm -hmm. a turn based game. 
you're going to be selecting your moves. But it's not like there is a turn order, uh, but it's not like a, a, I guess, like a chess or like a Final Fantasy game where it's like, I take my turn, the enemy takes their turn. I take my turn, the enemy takes their turn. Um, there are speed values and things like that, but it's more of a sense where you have like five characters on the field and then, then it's like 10 enemies and it's going to go in order. It's like I move my character and then a couple enemies move and then, you know, I throw a fireball and then the fireball hits a barrel and it blows blows up the area. And then the enemy comes around and throw you know, some. And then the fire that I just put on the ground spreads and now it's hitting my people because the enemy threw oil on the field. And, and it's like the gameplay is so complex where it's everything is going to work together. If there's a wooden house, you can burn down the house, but that fire is going to affect this. And anybody inside the house is going to get affected. And uh, so it, that's my best quick explanation because it it's not an easy system to explain because it's not just one system. It's it's everything. It's the traditional turn-based pick your move, move your character type thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But then everything is is going to start jumping on top of that. Um, I mean, I, I assume you played through like the the prologue or like the tutorial, right? Um, what yep. what impressions were you getting from the uh, the combat? Um, initially, I was getting more of uh, um, I was giving like fire emblem types of combat, and then mm -hmm. once it started to open up, and I was like, oh shoot, like I can really get killed by ten people. I really started to feel like, okay, this game is a little too um too complicated. For me to understand it on my own and yeah. I, i'm not at the point where i want to go watch stuff online i'm still experimenting with my builds and like giving people certain spells and trying to figure out okay if this element in this room is here and i try to grease the floor and then throw fire or something like that what does that do for me does that stop them from coming into this room and killing all of us with rage and just you know smacking us with eight hit point hits and i'm doing three and four like i'm trying to figure out how to how to position myself and okay what does this mean if i'm jumping up here does that help me if i'm getting an advantage does it stop them from being able to hit me i'm really just trying to figure out what is what and how does everything work together but at the same time they don't explain much to me so it's it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fun to experiment, but you don't have everything unlocked. You don't have the understanding of like what stuff does what like like you said, the barrel. I was like, oh, uh, I can interact with everything in this thing. So maybe I can just shoot this barrel and see if that does something. that helped me significantly with trying to get past this one little place. But I, I mean, obviously, you know that there's interactive things in there, but when you kind of started to explain how everything works together, I didn't even realize that you can get entangled if you don't move in a certain way. So like if you move one place and you're trying to just move quickly and it has like a red in the white line and you're like, why is that a red? I had no idea that that meant environmental hazard. So I just was kind of like yeah. trying to go through and understand the combat. And, um, they say I got an hour and 30 in, but I've definitely played that game for four hours because I've just been dying. I've been trying to play it and trying to experiment. And it's not like I'm. Yeah, that's I don't one of those say... games that yeah. um, you're going to have 
like I used to have like 10, 15 quick saves in the same battle because like I'm gonna save right before the battle start. Yeah. That way, if something go wrong, I can restart. And then every time I take a move, I'm gonna save because just one turn is gonna mess everything up. And yeah. I, one thing I'll say is that it it's a game where it's, it's impossible for you to know everything, especially because it's an RPG and you kind of like can you're gonna build your character. I want to be a a magic character, but you don't know when or where you're gonna unlock the spells, or if you're gonna get mm-hmm. you know a jacket or a shield that's gonna give you a special buff. You like you don't know where that stuff's gonna come from, so you can't plan ahead for it. And at the same time, a lot of the combat is based on like surprise ambushes. So you gonna walk into a, a room and then six bandits are gonna jump out. How would you yeah. ever know that be six bandits? So you gotta save before you go in the room so that you can prepare. Uh, because I would say half of the difficulty of the combat is how you prepare for it to start. Not yep. necessarily like buffs, but like positioning. Because like, um, you can have your character stand in certain places. So like, let's say you mm-hmm. spread out your character wide, and then you go into an area, and the enemy spawn behind you. All right, is that is that good? Like, you know, you might be trapped in a room where they can just keep throwing bombs and stuff like that. So right. you might want to restart the battle and put your characters in a different um, area before the battle even starts so that when it starts, you're not at a disadvantage. Um, yep. So there's a lot. And I, what I would say is, honestly, I, even though it, I would say this is not a game to feel bad about playing it on easy. Because even playing it on easy is still difficult because you still have to learn all the mechanics, but mm. you don't have the the um the same damage numbers. Like one fireball is going to hit your party and kill everybody on normal, but you play it on easy, you might survive that fireball. You still hurt. You still got to heal. You still got to move around the battle and still try to beat the enemy. But it's like the 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 bad moments won't hurt as bad. That way you can learn actually learn from them. I played their last two games. I, the first one I tried playing on normal, and you know, like you say, it doubles your play time. You're gonna do the same battle six, seven, eight, nine, ten times trying to beat this in one battle um, mm-hmm. against bandits. Whereas I bumped it down to easy. You know, I, I probably had to restart that battle two or three times, but I, I was able to actually get through it without being too frustrated. So when I play Baldur's Gate three, at least for you know, I don't know if I'm play through multiple times, but at least for my first time, I'm gonna play it on easy, so that I can actually learn how the game works. Because otherwise, the game is just go. Oh, you wanna play on normal? All right, we gonna we gonna bring the hits. We're not gonna hold back. <laughs> no, and I don't think they are. I think that is, it is. I, I I haven't got to a point where I felt satisfied yet, where I finished a battle and I was like, okay, that felt good to outplay them. It didn't. It just felt like annoyingly frustrating until I finished it. And it's only been like four battles, dude. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the heck? So, and it's going to be um, a lot. That game is 100 plus hours. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, um, when do I start to see the benefit of uh, armor I'm picking up? When do I get to see the benefit of my team coming together? When do I see the benefit of, you know, a lot of the spells and casting and, and like positioning like right now, I just they're telling me small hints here and there, but the level of difficulty that I'm being positioned at, at initially when I'm like just trying to get through certain things to understand the combat more 
it it's telling me that I it, it's telling me that yeah this is going to be a a long game but um it doesn't as you kind of stated it doesn't have to be I can put it on easy and just kind of go through it and and as you you probably still going to die but it's not going to be as bad um but you know there's other things like I'm just trying to you know I don't know if I'm not saying Baldur's Gate three ain't for me I'm saying that. The game is interesting. I don't like save scrummaging. I don't. I don't like doing it. I never did it in Cyberpunk. Uh, if I made a decision, I made that decision. It was like it's a wrap. But I feel like I'm doing that more in this one because I kind of want to see what happens else if I do something else. And sometimes I just get a critical failure and I'm mad. I'm like, why can't I see the thing I want to see? <laughs> like, I hate it. I was like, um, is this game for me? Uh, cause I kept feeling the same way about Disco Elysium, um, and I was like, I don't like this roll dice thing, um, but maybe, maybe I just have to get you know used to not being in control of the game, because I don't think you. Sometimes you you can control it and you can persuade it and you can do certain things, but so, if, right now I just feel like I don't have any control. Like, yeah, I can choose this option, but I can get a critical failure. And that's just it, you know. I can't choose that thing no more. I can't do that thing I wanted to do. And um, I was trying to figure out: does it get better? I know that there's bonuses and stuff like that. So I'm like, is there a, a yeah. time and a place where I feel like I can definitively say, if I want to pick this option to happen, it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, when it comes to like odds and stuff like that, when it's a game like this where it's like, oh, you got a fifty percent chance to like hit yeah. this enemy. It's in my opinion, from what I've learned from these games, is not worth it because that fifty percent is gonna put you in a situation you're gonna miss. They're gonna kill your character and then you're gonna move forward and attack your other characters. Where it's better to like uh, do the things that you can guarantee first, like throw your bombs, and you know, blow up the walls, or, or do whatever. Mm -hmm. guarantee those first and then when you're in a situation where it's like oh you got a you know you got an 80% chance and and your mm -hmm. uh, person is not going to get killed right after they kill this person now you can take the hit uh, so yeah it, it's a lot of odds yeah. and that's why I say like this game is you kind of have to save scum because it's impossible to beat the dice roll every time because sometimes the dice is just not going to be in your favor and if that's going to mess up your whole playthrough. Because um, this game has perm permadeath. Uh, no, does it? No, it, do it doesn't have a permadeath perm mode. There's a permadeath okay. mode, but I don't have I'm not on normal. It's like the other one. Okay, but th there are battles and there are things that you can kind of permanently lose out on or like, you know, consequences and stuff like that. Or at least it's going to set you back an hour of gameplay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's not for everybody. That's why I was surprised that this game blew up as big as it did because it is a good game. It's just you know, it, it's a it's a hard game. It's not like I think it really just... blew up on Steam. I think a lot of the yeah, I think we were all. I think there were a lot of people that were playing RPGs that were clamoring for something like that, and I think there was enough people with influence that kind of provided enough to kind of say this is this is one of those games, and it is genre defining like it is in their space a great game i'm just more so i'm this is my first game in that space really that i'm gonna try to beat 
and um the learning curve is significant uh, i just want to make sure i'm going to be rewarded for my time and it's not going to be like this the entire so it's not like i'm not enjoying beating stuff at points i'm just like i just beat that and i don't feel like there's nothing different about the next encounter they still all mm -hmm. suck and they can still beat me and i didn't learn much outside mm -hmm. of positioning and just trying to beat the odds and I, okay i got a 50 percent chance and uh shadow heart has her shield so maybe i should give somebody else a shield but if i give him a shield he doesn't have his powers he can't do certain magic spells i'm just what the heck are y'all just gonna keep downing me if i try to adapt to your systems like i don't like that i don't feel yeah. like i'm being rewarded for experiment i feel like i'm being hurt for trying to do some experimentation so i just hope it get better right now i'm only five hours in it's not like i've been playing for a long time but for a new game for a new space for a new experience sometimes you do have to get through the front work to see where the game really blossoms so i hope that i'm getting to a point at the 20 30 hour mark i hope that i'm not still feeling frustrated because at that point i'm gonna stop playing this game so yeah it, it, it well, i can't speak on the the combat and builds because i haven't played Baldur's gate 3 mm -hmm. um but as far as the reward in the other games i found the the stuff i liked the most was like the the quest design and the ways that they give you like opportunities mm -hmm. to kind of like avoid combat or like um or stuff like that because anytime there's combat like you're walking down the road and you run into some bandits there's always a way to like avoid that unless mm -hmm. it's just like a story boss um you can avoid it you by going around there's like a cave or yeah. there's a side quest where you're gonna send somebody else out there you're gonna send some soldiers out to the road first and the soldiers are gonna clear out the road so there's a lot of reward and experimentation with like the, the overall design and the quests and stuff like that. Mm. Um, the combat is more, you know, just getting good at the combat, getting good at the builds, you know, making a strong character. Yeah, there is some um, creativity in that, but at the end of the day, you just got to get good at the combat. <laughs> yeah. But the rest of the game is like, you know, there is there is a whole bunch of stuff to explore as far as like the quests. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, um, like I said, I'm not going to give up on it or anything. I was just trying to kind of get to the point where people that are in my shoes understand what they're jumping into when they play it versus thinking it's all hunky-dory. So, um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't, I, we we, we kind of took up way too much time, so I'm going to cut it off there. Um, any last words for the people, Jalen or Josh, before we get up out of here? No Sersky. No Sersky. Uh, no, not much. I mean, if if you got a, a 20, 30, 40 game backlog to like Deontay do, start playing games on easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really think that is some sound advice, Josh. I really do. Um, Start playing on easy. I just, I, I don't know, I, I feel like I need to experiment, I play it the way they wanted me to play it on normal difficulty. So every time I hit easy, um, and I, I played through Survivor on like the second hardest difficulty, and it was mm -hmm. easy. I was like, I should play this on the hardest difficulty. 
Um, but I have been challenging myself to play a lot of games on the hardest difficulty. Obviously, I beat Resident Evil 4 on the hardest difficulty. And I beat a few other games. And that's probably why it take me longer. But um, yeah. I do I like the I'm challenge gonna... aspect of it. And I do think it is yeah. smart to... Especially when you don't really care about the challenge and you're just trying to get to the story at bits. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, I, think... I like the challenge, but it's better when the game lets you change the difficulty. Like, Baldur's yeah. Gate, it lets you change the difficulty whenever you want, so it's no reason not to experiment with it. But yeah, yeah. when you play something else, like, uh, where you're locked in from the beginning, it, yeah. it makes the commitment a whole lot worse. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, um, thank you guys for listening. As always, it's a little longer than normal. Uh, so I want to thank you guys for getting here. We appreciate the support as always. We do see you guys coming back, listening, and and um wanting to hear our pretty voices. So I appreciate that. Um you know, we got a lot more to talk about next week, but um the biggest things again was that insomniac is crazy. So um, you know, thoughts out to them. I think that there's it's a very unfortunate situation, but um it, it does give us an opportunity to see things that we don't normally get to see. But it is not the it's not in the best way and I don't condone it, obviously. But uh outside of that, thank you guys for listening and I appreciate it. We'll be back uh, again. What's the next week? It's not that's not Christmas, is it? Is that, is that Christmas? Next Wednesday. Uh, or what Tuesday? next next tuesday is the 26th it'll be after know. christmas yeah okay we'll see if we if, if we're not in our festivity bag we might have one out but we'll let you guys know on the 27th um but yeah thank you for listening as always and we'll talk to you guys soon happy holidays peace